Welcome back, everyone, to the Risk Intel podcast, powered by SRA, where we share risk intelligence with experts across the banking industry. I'm your host, Ed Vincent, Executive Vice President at SRA. Michael, we've talked about improving the safety and soundness of the fintech ecosystem. Um, and you've also talked about how in, in prior um, prior stages of, of regulatory oversight, there was guidance around you know, um, managing vendor relationships. And so you know, one of the questions that we get asked a lot is, why is fintech management and monitoring different from that traditional vendor management, which is in that practice that has been around for years and decades. So can you share your thoughts on, on the key differences between a, a vendor and a FinTech and the vendor management function and the and the FinTech partnership function? Yeah, and uh, let me, uh, Ed, first start, start out and, and say, you know, at one point in time, a few years ago, they were one and the same. And there's uh, extensive regulatory guidance that you you all are aware of around managing vendors, and it's come out, uh, at, you know, two or three different times, and it it, it keeps getting heightened. And and so vendor management was all about you know reducing the risk of your vendors, and about two years ago, then the guidance came out specifically on fintechs, and it changed everything. And it changed everything because the vendor management guidance didn't change. So all your vendors that you're managing, uh, your process was still uniform and sound. Uh, But for your fintechs, uh, the bar was substantially raised. Now, the big challenge, Ed, in the industry is what's the difference between a vendor and a fintech? Wow. And and let me address that really quick and then then talk a, a little bit about what those extra requirements are on the fintech side um the you know a fintech you know in regulatory definition terms uh tends to be an outside technology comp- company that is uh originating customer loans customer deposits uh payments customer payments or has some impact directly with your customers uh, account balance, uh, whether that be loan account, deposit account, transactions. Uh, and so now when the regulators see that an outside fintech is interfacing with your customers in some way and they're not regulated, it scares them. And that's why that guidance came out. They said for those fin, and the term fintech might be even broader, uh, and, and a lot of people define it differently. But the, the ones the regulators are concerned about is, uh, is really those uh, uh, technology companies that impact your customer in some way directly, their accounts. It impacts their accounts directly in some way. Uh, so without the guidance that came uh, out in 2021, in August, of fintech monitoring guidance, uh, things would still be the same. So the root, the root of that, uh, you know, that change came from the guidance. But you know, regulators did something, you know, that they always do. 
they take the guidance that was issued, which was guidance, and it was not a regulatory action. It was is it was seen as guidance, and then they put more and more emphasis on it. They put more and more uh, requirements on it, and uh, I think. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think the objective of the regulators is to slow this down a bit. They're concerned with the fast growth of hundreds and hundreds of fintechs doing business with banks. So if they you know, put these guidance, this additional guidance on the banks, uh, first of all, if the banks comply with them, then they feel good. Then, then they feel better about it. But if they don't, then it allows them to slow the bank down with written agreements or consent orders or uh, matters requiring attention. And uh, in their mind, uh, it helps the safety and soundness of the banking system. And it might, it actually might uh, uh, from a regulatory perspective. Uh, so, you know, and the, the basics around uh, uh, defining a vendor in a FinTech, my advice is with those fin, uh, fintechs that you know are fintechs that you have to do the, the monitoring on, it's, they, they affect your customer accounts directly in some way. You need to make a list of those fintechs, have them approved by your board and, and say, this is the extent of our fintechs, here's who they are and here's the function they perform. Because then when the regulators come in and define other vendors as fintechs, you can say, oh, no, we've gone through the process. It's only these six. We've had our board approve them. The other ones we've determined are vendors and not fintechs because they don't affect customer ongoing account maintenance, management, growth. Uh, so uh, I would have that protection. And then, you know, make sure you put that risk maturity framework in place and identify, you know, all of all the key things you, you need to do to have the right infrastructure measured and monitored and make sure you're measuring and monitoring those fintechs uh, to the guidance. And by the way, if you read the guidance, there's over a hundred areas that they want you to look at. So I would write each one of those down and have each one of those uh, in your in your particular checklist. Ed, I'm sure I missed some things there. I, I think you're you're right on the uh, right on the mark there, Michael, that that the the fintech Distinction is focused on those higher risk vendors, the ones interacting with with customer um, customer balances, and that the you know the regulatory guidance lays out very you know in a lot of detail the the level of scrutiny that, that they expect the bank to have, to put in place from a an evaluation and a monitoring perspective. Right? It's it's you know over 100 attributes there and key risk indicators. So, you know, making sure that you can defend why a partner falls onto the vendor category versus the fintech category is step one. And then step two is making sure that when someone does fall into that fintech category, that they they are uh, evaluated against, against that guidance that is out there. Um, and ideally in, in a way that you can then track that and, and monitor it over time. Thanks very much, Michael. Thanks. For more information on SRA, please visit sra risk.com.
Watch or listen to our weekly Risk Intel podcast series or follow us on LinkedIn to learn more.